You're listening to Chameleon Church. Biblical antidotes for the modern man. With your host, Ellen Aguirre. Hey, it's Tuesday morning. What day is it? July thirteenth? My goodness, we're half, almost half. We're halfway through almost with this month. Before we know it, winter will be here. Winter is coming. It does every year, doesn't it? Hey, so my name is Alan Aguirre. I'm your host of the Chameleon Church Show, coming live and direct to you from the Wasatch back in northern Utah. So if I start having camera problems, I'll figure it out. I think my camera might be dying. It might be heating up and then shutting itself off and getting errors. I hope not. I really do not want to buy a, n- a new camera. I just don't want to spend money on a camera. But I can't do this without a camera. So so um, today's Tuesday, right? Chameleon Church Show. If I look frazzled, it's because I've been a little frazzled. Let's go on to the comment. What's going on with the comments? Good morning, Texas Red. Hello. Let me say hello to all the beautiful people out there. Good morning. Good morning. Who's out there? So my host, my 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 co-host, is is will not be joining us this morning. I got a last minute. Hey, I'm having to go to the doctor and get some tests or something, something like that. I don't know. So he's not going to be joining us because he's waiting. I don't know. Medical. So uh, pray for him. Pray for Leonard Parada that uh, he's fine. That there's nothing you know going on and that he'll be okay and stuff of that nature. You know things like that. So I don't know what we're going to talk about today because I don't, I'm, I think I'm all talked out. Is that possible for me to be all talked out? I don't know. I don't know. I have, I, I, I didn't have time to prepare anything. I don't have any cool snazzy videos. I don't have any cool snazzy. Uh, oh, our numbers are declining. Our numbers are dropping already. So anyway, it's Tuesday morning. We do this every Tuesday morning, whether you like it or not, whether you want us to do this, and uh, we will figure out what it is that we should be talking about as the show goes on. So, oh, my wife brought me a cup of coffee this morning, and I conceded, and I'm drinking coffee. If you don't know what I'm talking about, my grandkids over the weekend challenged me to just drink water, and I broke their challenge. I will, I'll, I'll, I'll make it up to them. I'll drink water for the rest of the day. Now. Um, I really, yeah. So I'm thinking I'm going to need your help uh, out there. If you're out there, if you could uh, talk back to me so I can talk to you so I can have something to say, because I don't have anything to say. My wife's talking to me. She's texting me about our morning routines. Things are being uh, taken care of with our dog and she's on her way to, to work. Hey, did you see this crazy old picture of my wife and I? from 1986 or something like that look at that that's like crazy old it's not focusing look at that crazy old we're at a club in la in 1986 85 or 86 yeah if anybody doesn't believe in the transformative power of the holy spirit and regeneration through obedience that picture should show you something well hello christine thomas yeah, it's a it's a crazy picture. A friend of mine took it. We're at a club in Los Angeles a gazillion years ago, 35 years ago. Christine, thank you for chatting with me because I don't know what to chat about. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say about. 
That's why we have a co-host. That's why we have people. That's why we have people. So, um, man, I tried getting a, a host, a co-host this morning, a guest host, and uh, they totally, um, they didn't reply. They didn't respond. I know, right? Let's see. That's what I, I I'm apologizing because I don't have any suggestions. I tried getting um, somebody else on here, and uh, they they didn't get a chance. It was a late. It was it was too late for me to find someone. Yeah, racking my brains. Don't hurt yourself. Don't be racking your brains. Um, should we? I don't know. Should we do? What could we possibly do that we've never done before? Involving the internet. See, there's no there, nobody's asking any questions, so we're not. We could do a Q and A. Let's do a Q and A. But you, but you have to ask the Q, so I can do the A. Talk more of of fruitfulness. Come on, Jason. It's a little early. Don't you think it's a little early? Oh yeah, we can't really talk about that, Christina, because YouTube doesn't like us talking about those type of things. Uh, and I would have nothing to say that would fall in line with the narrative. Here's the thing. People actually believe that we're anti that, but we're not. I mean, well, let me explain that. The left, the Christian left, the Christian left has a skewed perspective on the subject matter. I agree that I, as you know, I believe that we are supposed to love the world into a right relationship with Jesus. And it doesn't matter what your deal is as a non-believer. Your sin doesn't matter. Whatever sin it might be, it doesn't matter what the sin is. We're going to love you and our, our goal and our desire and what we do and what, we, what we've been doing for decades and what we're known for is loving the world into a right relationship with Jesus. Now, our critics, we do have critics. I have critics. My ministry has critics. My wife and I have critics. It's usually the critics are primarily Christians that are either religious or completely clueless. And I say that because all you have to do is look at their lives. All you have to do is look at what they've done what they haven't done, we're so, right? I mean, that's that's the test. You you judge a man by their fruit, and that fruit is going to determine. And time tells all. That's the beautiful thing. Time tells all. So a lot of the majority of our critics come from within the church. Well, they think they're of the church, but that's besides the point. It comes from within the church, and so they literally believe that we are anti that, and that we're. You know, we have a bias against that. No, we don't. What we do is we have a biblical position and a biblical perspective and a biblical uh, pers you know, point of view. Our, our position on the matter is biblical. Here's what the Bible says. Regardless of what sort of sin you're involved with or what you, know, what you do sin-wise, it doesn't matter. We are going to love you into a right relationship with Jesus. Now, if and when you come to Messiah, see, this is where everything gets all junk, all goofy. When you come to Messiah, we do. We're going to we're going to push the narrative of Jesus, which was go and sin no more. Now that you've come to Jesus, you have to you have to stop doing what you were doing. What the Bible says is sin. See, that's the whole the whole reason for coming to Jesus. 
you come to the, the, the revelation, the realization that, or, you know, right, because God draws you to him. You come to the revelation, the realization that, oh, my lifestyle, what I'm doing with my life is not, is contrary to the spirit of God. It's called sin. It's disobedience. And now I'm coming under obedience. I'm coming under God. I'm going to submit my life to God and the Holy Spirit. And now my life is to be one of obedience. And obedience is letting go of your sin. Every letter that Paul wrote says, if you used to steal, stop stealing. If you were sexually immoral, I don't care what kind of sex it was, if you were sexually immoral, stop being sexually immoral. Um, if you were a liar, stop lying. See, you come to Messiah, you walk away, you let go, you stop doing your sin. You go and you sin no more. Now, New Testament teaching states that if you claim messiah if you claim to be a christian yet you continue in those sins if you continue to do those things i'm not supposed to have anything to do with you let alone eat with you right judgment comes to the household of faith not the world the world's not under our covenants the world isn't under the same deal that we are so if you claim to be under the same deal a christian yet you continue in doing what you're doing Paul talks about this in every one of his letters. If you're if you claim to be Messiah and you still lie, you still you're still sexually immoral and you're still blah 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 blah, then you're not one of us and we're not supposed to have anything to do with you. Now, here's what always happens. And it's, it's not the first time it's happened. There's nothing new under the sun. But here's now here's what's happened. The Christian left has discerned has determined discerned <laughs> the Christian left has determined that a lot of what we claim to be as sin, based on the biblical narrative, isn't actual sin. Yeah. So, continuing in your sin after coming to Messiah is not fruitful. It does not bring fruitfulness. It brings condemnation and judgment. Yeah. Hopefully that explains some, some stuff there, Christina. Uh, 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 the latest chosen episode... That's true, too. People don't understand what love is. Uh, love, yeah, see, they believe that loving is, is pacification. Loving is condonement. Loving is, you know, no. I love you, so I'm going to tell you when you're in sin. I'm going to tell you when you're in error. I just posted something on Chameleon Church that I saw on somebody else's wall. This is what I posted on Chameleon Church this morning. And it actually touches on this uh, on the on the Chameleon Church Facebook. This is what I posted. I posted. I, I I stole it. I stole it. Not stole it. Apparently, stole with a D. I was waving to my wife. Bye, baby. Um, isn't a word. I stole. Here it is. It's a graphic meme. It's a text graphic meme, and it says, "Once I can find it, if your pastor can't correct you, they can't cover you." Understand that. Do you understand that? If your pastor or spiritual covering, if your spiritual authority can't correct you, they can't cover you. No accountability is a liability. If you've been around, you've heard me say this in one way, shape, or form or another multiple times. And if you're ready to leave every time you get rebuked, you're not looking for a covering. You're looking for a cover-up. 
Oh my gosh. So we, most of you know that we, ha we live in some sort of community situation and we have community le members leave us for this exact reason. They won't, they, they decide, I don't, I don't, I no longer want you to, I can't trust you. I no longer want you to speak into my life. And we're like, okay, there's only one way this is going to end. There's only one way this can end. And it's going to be, it's going to end with them taking an offense towards us because once you don't let us, as your covering, as your authority, as your leaders, when you tell us you don't trust us or that we can't speak into your life anymore, we can't correct you anymore, you're on your own, cupcake. And what happens is they're going to go, if here's, if here's, if here's the standard, they deviate, they go way far from the standard, either far right or far left, right? It doesn't matter. We're not talking politics. They're going to deviate. They're going to go far away, right? from this standard and then because we're going to maintain this standard right that's our job we're going to we are standard bearers this is what the word of god says period and it has nothing to do with your feelings or what you think or what you know this is the word of god i mean i have had people say well if god's going to send these type of people these type of humans to hell then i don't want nothing to do with that god okay my favorite thing about Christianity is that you don't have to do this. <laughs> you don't. But don't come in here and start changing the rules. It doesn't work that way. Okay? Go sell crazy somewhere else. We're all stocked up here. Exactly. All right, so here's the standard. And they deviate from the standard, right? They go away from the standard out of, because they're disobedient. They're rebellious. They're rebellious. They're lawlessness. They're lawless. Uh, sons of lawlessness. That's what the Bible says. Then they take up an offense because we're not moving. We're right here. It's not, you know, no, we don't, we don't, we, we didn't stop loving this individual because you became a Muppet. No, we're just, but, but, we're, but we can't tolerate what you're doing and you're going to have to like knock it off. It's probably best that you stop coming to the Sabbath dinners and stuff. You need to fix, you need to stop what you're doing. So they take an offense that they make up this offense against us and then they leave <laughs> and we're like bye felicia um yeah no we don't we don't we don't we don't tolerate it's come on this stuff is this stuff is hard enough to do without all that drama and nonsense and stuff and we're not going to tolerate it T show me where we're supposed to tolerate it but alan as leaders yes at leaders we hold the line we toe the line read your new testament show me in the new testament Jesus doesn't even tolerate it. That's why he's coming back to judge. See, everyone think, well, passive Jesus. Jesus just lets it all, Jesus lets you do whatever you want because he's loving and gracious and kind and merciful and you're not. No, that's a different Jesus. We're not talking about the same Jesus. You're talking about something you've created so that you can do what you want to do without consequence because you're a spoiled little brat. I'm sorry. What did I just say for the last, uh, how many minutes? Yeah. All right. Uh, last chosen. Yeah. I don't like, I'm, I'm in sin. I don't feel good about myself and it's God's fault. <laughs> the implication is always that God's not ultimately good and just. That's what Timur is saying. Yeah, it's God's fault. I'm not happy. Uh, my my thoughts on the on the last chosen. I love it, man. I love 
I love the human dialogue, the human interaction, the humanness of the disciples, you know, the 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 women, because they're also disciples. See, when I say disciples, I'm not just talking about the twelve. I'm talking about even the women that are involved. You know, you know the the, the, the characters of the women of of the in, the in the group. All of that, all of those conversations, all of that, it's totally plausible, don't you? I mean, they're humans. Look at all the time they have hanging out, camping together, walking around the Galilee together. I mean. It is all plausible. A lot of people are really not digging Jesus working out his sermons. Why not? Jesus is the man. I mean, see, as soon as you, as soon as you, why, what? Here, here's here, again, it's the devil. One, no one likes spiritual Jesus because spiritual Jesus is beyond their reach. Right? Be perfect. Oh no, no, he didn't really mean that. Right? Be holy. Well, that's not what he God knows I'm not God knows I'm not human. There's no nobody's perfect. Oh God, I can't stand. I heard that the, a couple weeks ago. And it, I just wanna I just wanna punch the people. I don't, I just sit there and cringe inside because it's like, oh because once you start when you when, if if it's when you confess, oh, I'm not perfect, no one's perfect, you your bar, you just set your bar really low. You're you're basically letting everybody around you know, hey man. I'm not going to go for it. I'm really not going to exceed. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go for excellence. I'm not shooting. A, I'm not going for the hundred percent. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot this high. So you're basically letting us all know that you're, you're basically warning us ahead of time that your, your entire deal is going to be a, I can't say blank show. What's a good, what's a pot, what's a Christian, what's a, what's a responsible Christian leader vidcast way to say that uh it's going to be a wreck it's basically you're going to be a mess be prepared i'm going to be, i'm going to do everything wrong i'm not going to i'm not shooting for 100 percent. i'm shooting for 15 maybe maybe 15 maybe 20 um and so you know we're not going to get the results uh i'm going to manifest i'm not going to keep i'm not going to have any control of my life i'm just going to you know because nobody's perfect so no one likes spiritual Jesus that tells you to be perfect and, and to be holy. Nobody likes that guy, right? Because we've we've made theologies and doctrines to, to delineate all those words, red letters in the Bible about your need to be perfect and holy. Okay, so we don't like that Jesus. Okay, well let's make a series about earthly Jesus, where he's actually wa working out the. Um, the teachings with Matthew and, you know, and they're, and they're moving, moving around the, 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 I loved it. I loved, I love the way they're presenting the content. It's excellent. It's an excellent delivery. They are doing a great job, man. The people behind this thing are smart and they're good. So uh, a lot of people don't like the fact that Jesus is working out sermons like the Sermon on the Mount. They're moving the pieces around, right? The, the different sections. Brilliant the way they did it. Um, they don't like that. No, Jesus was God. So God was, Jesus was spiritual. So it just came to him. He didn't have to, oh wait. So you don't like spiritual Jesus. You don't like man Jesus either. See, it's the devil. Basically what it's telling us is, some, is what we already know. And that's nothing's going to make you happy. You're going to complain and judge and be about everything because you're just a miserable little human that, you know, and here's my favorite part. You've never done anything. <laughs>
all your, all those haters and complainers, you've done nothing. I'd like to see your reel of videos and movies on the subject matter. Hell, I'd like to see anything that you've created from scratch. Let's start there. Most of these people have done nothing. They're just they just complain. They're what are they called? Uh, armchair quarterbacks? Is that is that a term? I, I don't. I'm not a sports guy. Hell, I just started playing pickleball, and I dig it. It's a good exercise. There you go. Timmer said it for me. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, people just the loudest voices are the ones that have done nothing because they're just sitting around. They're just like they they just work themselves up like in a stew, you know. They're marinating in their little. Yeah, I don't have time for people like that. Did I see here? We have. A, did I see the after show interview with Judas? No, I did not. That they want to portray him as a human, as a bought in disciple, and not just the villain he ends as. You know, Ju Ju Judas was one was a legit disciple, man. He was a legit disciple, walked with Jesus, uh, carried the, he was in charge of the money, but he was a thief. He was skimming, probably. Uh, he was, see, you don't just go from zero to a thousand overnight, man. These things are already in you. That there's, see, that's why we talk about the, what we talk about. We're an equipping ministry. We're trying to equip you. Our goal and desire, our desire is to equip you in the ways of, God. And a lot of that has to do with your human social behavior. It has to do with your personality, uh, who you are, what was done to you, what was said to you, on and on and on and on and on. And if you don't take care of those things, the enemy is also in the in the in the in the in the gardening business. He wants to help fertilize and cultivate that bad fruit, those bad things, right? Because he wants to take things that were done to you or things that you've done that you've never reconciled, that you don't know the roots of or that you don't understand the spiritual connection of. You know what I'm saying? He wants to take those things and fester them into maturity, which is godlessness, right? So that you wake up one day and decide, I'm going to turn Jesus over to the Sanhedrin because he's false and they're right, and I'm going to get paid. That just that just didn't happen overnight. It's like people, parents. For example, I'm a parent. Parents, and I and I and I was very aware of this as a parent. It's not like I okay. Um, oh, I don't know what's going on with my 12 year old child. They oh, they're so distant. I don't know what's happened to my 13, 14 year old child. Oh, it just right as if it happened overnight. No, it didn't happen overnight. You didn't take care of the stuff that happened when he was six, seven, and eight. And because you didn't take care of what was going on when he was six, seven, eight, it's manifesting when he's 12, 13, 14. And you're going, I don't know what, what I've, I don't know what I did wrong. Well, because well, you didn't manage them when they were four, five, six, seven, and eight. That's how this works. And when and 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 when you don't manage what they do when they're 12, 13, 14, 15, that turns into what they become college age, 18, 19, 20, 20. I don't understand. He was such a good Christian little boy. Then he went to college and now he's... Because people live like this. They don't live in a timeline. They don't live... They don't look at their lives like this. Let me see. We're, 
They don't look at their lives like this. They look at their lives like that. Same thing happens with us in our walk. What we haven't taken care of then, what, whatever, uh, what, I'm sorry, I'm getting a text message from a fly fishing guy, a guy, a fly fishing dude. Um, what we don't take care of in the spiritual realm will come back and bite us in the tush, tusha. That's why, for example, I talked about this, I think, last night. It's weird. It, it's scary to me when I talk to Christians that are Christian friends of mine that, are 20, that have been saved for 20, 30 years, you know, and they're, and they, and they're still making excuses for why they don't eat clean, uh, even though they might have been exposed to that idea you know, for five, ten, whatever years, how they they still make excuses why God hasn't convicted them for eating pork or eating unclean. And uh, remind me, um, Tim, since you're here, I don't know where where uh, Kevin is. Remind me to talk about. It's a revelation. All of this is a revelation from God. Remind me if if I don't go there. Okay, when I'm done with this little segment here. Thank you. Um. God hasn't convicted me of eating unclean because, you know, that's God's job. You know, the Bible says don't murder, but then you go out and murder. Well, God hasn't convicted me of murder, so it's okay. I, I, or, you know, God says not, the Bible says not to lie, but God hasn't convicted me not to lie anymore, so I'm, I'm still going to lie. That's essentially what they're saying. Does the Bible say do not lie? Yes, but because God hasn't convicted me of my lying, I'm going to keep on lying. I, I don't understand that reasoning. That's insanity, right? Uh, or you know, or how they make excuses for why they're still not. Do you believe in the spiritual gifts? Yes. Then why aren't you healing the sick? Why aren't you speaking in tongues? Why aren't you prophesying? Your New Testament says, "I want you to prophesy and speak in tongues." That's what the Apostle Paul says, chapters twelve and chapter fourteen of Corinthians. Then why aren't you doing it? Because God has it's a gift, and God hasn't given me that gift yet. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not what it says. You're supposed to go out, go and pursue, go after, pursue. Go figure it's on you to go figure these things out. That's what it says. So it's just real disheartening to hear 20 and 30-year-old Christians still talking like they were babies, still sucking on that milk. It's just so frustrating. And it's evident. Milk only produces a certain amount of fruit. Making excuses for why you're not here produces a certain type of fruit. Getting past the milk and chewing on meat produces a different kind of fruit. Um, pursuing hard after the spirit and the things of the spirit, you know, I mean, I want to, I want to raise the dead. It's not because of God that I haven't raised the dead yet. It's because I haven't pursued hard after it. When I pursued hard after healing, guess what? I got the gift of healing. When I pursued hard after prophecy, and I even shared that, that with you guys, with people live, whatever, um, you know, 
how I, I, I didn't, I was tired of being on the prophetic line. I wanted to go two or three, four steps past that. That's what I've been pursuing after for the last couple of years, right? If you're not going after it, you're not going to get it. If you want to be a professional sports athlete and you're not, it's because you haven't done the work to get it. If you're, if you're a musician and you haven't gotten a record deal, it's because you haven't gone out there and gotten it. No one's going to come knocking at your door and say, hey, sunshine, hey, crumb cake, hey, snowflake, here's your record deal. It doesn't work like that. You go out and you go get that record deal. You want to be an actor? You go out and you go get the acting jobs. You want to be a professional baseball player? You go out and you go get that. that see, that's how life works. You're tired of making 20000 a year? Don't just sit at home and complain about it. Get up off your little butt and go get a job making 40 or 50. It's not going to come to you. You have to go and get it. That's what Jesus says. That's the parable of the meanest. Those are, I mean, there's so many of the parables of Jesus that say that. Well, Paul says to pursue and to go after the greater gifts. Oh, that means there's a, there's a scale? Yeah. Speaking in tongues, healing the sick, casting out demons, and raising the dead are the gifts that are the bundled gifts of salvation. Because he said you would be doing that stuff before, Pente before Pentecost. And the disciples were doing it before Pentecost. After Pentecost, we got dream interpretation, transportation, um, prophecy, interpretation of tongues. If you don't have what you want, it's because you haven't gotten off your, your butt and gotten after and gotten it. You're probably one of the ones that sit around and complain and, and um, about everything. I believe salvation is a spiritual gift from God. It's a spiritual revelation from God, right? God, I can, I can talk to Joe, Joe Blow, all day long about Jesus. I can heal him. I can give him words of knowledge about his auntie or his grandmother. I could, you know, I can do all that stuff. But until God goes ding, right? Salvation is a, is a spiritual revelation. I believe uh, charismatica, baptism of the Holy Spirit with the gifts and all that. Based on your alignment, based on your positioning of yourself is a spiritual gift. God, right? You draw near to God, and guess what? He then will draw near to you. If you're not drawing near to God, if you're not pursuing hard after these things, whether it's speaking in tongues, whether it's prophecy, whether it's healing the sick, you're not going to get them. But if you're sitting around going, oh, God hasn't given me that gift yet, and you're doing nothing about it, guess what? You're never going to get it. And I believe the revelation of eating clean Torah observance is also a spiritual gift. Once Again, I'm reading the Bible. Do I believe it? Do I believe it's authentic, and am I going to obey it? I posted something the other day, um, it, which falls in line with this. See, because if you're not, you, how do you read the Bible and determine that those things don't apply to you or that it's not on you to go and make them happen or to figure them out? Seek out your own salvation with fear and trembling. I don't see that happening. When you're giving me excuses about all, all when, when all I hear are excuses for all the reasons why you're not doing any of this stuff, I check out. I'm not interested. In fact, 
don't slime me as you walk by. I don't want that transference, man. I don't want that transference. That's not the spirit of God. That's, that's, that's the spirit of man. That's not, that's not God. That's not the kingdom. That's not how this works. Oh, see how frustrated I get? Yeah. Anyway, I posted, um, I, was in a, I was in a conversation with someone, and I got this. Ah, to be a willing agent of his will. I was talking to someone about this stuff, and I said, I, want, I just want to be a willing agent to do his will. To be a willing agent to do his will. His will is for you to prepare a people for him, for his return. How does Jesus teach us how to prepare a people? You heal their sick, you cast out their demons, you raise their dead, you tell them about the kingdom of heaven, that it's at hand. That's what he said. Go, saying this, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And when you go, heal their sick, clean, cleanse them from unclean spirits, cast out their demons, raise their dead. I can sit here and do this all day long, and, and, and it's... If you have ears to hear, and while you're, while you're trying to figure this out, be sure to like, subscribe, hit that bell on YouTube, leave a comment, share, tell your friends about the crazy guy that looks like he just rolled out of bed. All right. Here we go. Texas Red says, okay, say I make a certain amount of money every week that pays the bills, but I still come out to be $300 short every month. I ask the church for advice, and then the church asks, have you been tithing? Are you asking me what I think about that? Are you asking me my opinion and my advice about that? Because if you are, my question is, so are you? Are you tithing? Are you giving to the household of faith that you are uh, in community with? If you're not, that's probably why you're coming up short. Read your Bible. It's in your Bible. Uh, Andy, I agree, man. I mean, how else? I mean, it's called discipleship, right, Andy? That's what we're talking about, discipleship. I like that. I like that. My mom disagrees. She puts my paintings on the fridge. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the scripture teaches that when we say and even evil is in our hearts that's what right that's the thing right evil originates in our heart that's a good one we are tempted by the lust of our flesh so when people tell me oh when drug addicts oh man i can't stand junkies and i made that very clear in the 80s and the 90s um I'll, i i mean well of course we'll minute of course we minister to junkies da 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 da, -da but i don't like them because of so when a junkie tells me oh i can't i don't i hate being a junkie really if you hated being a junkie you'd stop being a junkie but that person probably needs deliverance that's a demon that's on that person a demon of if you're a, if you're a, if you're a heroin uh, let's say you smoke crack cocaine i hope you don't uh let's say you smoke crack cocaine you're you're nine out of ten times you're well no you're possessed by a demon of crack cocaine that demon needs to feed and he can't feed without a human host. <laughs> you need deliverance. You need that demon cast out of you. What are you doing to align yourself to be free of that demon? 
right? That's what I mean by, um, if, you know, if you didn't like, if you didn't like doing crack cocaine, if you don't like being a junkie, then do something about stop being a junkie. Because as humans, we only do what we like to do, right? I don't like running five miles in the morning, so I do not get up in the morning and run five miles. I don't like beets, so I don't eat beets. We don't do what we don't like to do. So don't tell me you don't like, oh, I can't stand my job. I'm not making enough money. I don't like where I live. I don't like my life. I don't like the choice. Then change. It's on you. It's not my responsibility to change you. It's no one's responsibility to change. You are exactly where you want to be. Because if you didn't want to be there, you would do something about it. So I don't want to hear about, oh, I don't like it. Come on, man. Grow up. Hashtag start adulting. Bill, Bill Johnson says at some point you have to become convinced of your own salvation. You know, if you're <sighs> the biggest problem with Christians is that they don't live like they're Christians. They don't live like they're saved. They don't live like they're in communion with the, the king of the universe. That's why they make fun of us. That's why they hate us. That's why they hate your God. Uh, quit misrepresent. Quit, quit being in leaf. Quit being a. Quit walking around with a form of godliness, but denying all the power. Quit being a poser. You're, 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 you're. There's nothing cool about Christianity. Why are you hanging around if you're not? If you're not going to do this thing, you're only going to get spit out of his mouth. Knock it off. Hot or cold, baby. Hot or cold. Uh. Okay, what time is it? Hey, I've I found something to talk about for the last 30 minutes. It's a rant, but hey. Uh, okay, so um, what did I think what did I think about this chosen thing? I like it. I like it. And I think it's pathetic that there's people out there complaining about it. <laughs> oh, the, they're using Mormon money. Yeah, there's there's a parable about using unholy mammon. For the, for the kingdom of heaven. But since your pastors don't understand what it says, they can't teach you what it says. They can't teach you about it. It's a parable of the, uh, the, the, parable of the shrewd manager. Can't teach what you don't know. And, you don't, and Christianity doesn't know a lot because, they're, because their leaders don't know what they're, what they're doing. Oh, no, they're using Mormon money. That's awesome. <laughs> Use it. Um, oh, the, the main character, Jesus, the main character, Jesus, is a Catholic. Oh, my God. It's petty. Petty, petty, petty. It's pettiness. You know, they, they warn about that in the New Testament. Paul does. Gossiping women, you know, remember widows that just sit around and, right? Being petty. Pettiness is one of the things that got Israel killed in the desert. It's also called complaining and grumbling. Grumbling will get you killed. Read your Bible. 1 Corinthians 10. Check that out. I, what else? Uh, should we just end it? <laughs> end it half an hour early? Hey, Kevin. Uh, it's all the petty. Here we go. It's all the pettiness in the Torah community that has me totally burnt, burned out. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I don't even... Oh, man. If you don't know what Kevin's talking about, here, I'll put it up again. If you don't know what Kevin's talking about, you're lucky. You're so lucky. Stay away. It's, it's, 
I knew it. I saw it coming. I warned about it. No one listened. And here we are. How many H's and W's can you put in Jesus' name? And which one's right? <laughs> oh, man, these people. They're, oh, they, Linenites, people that wear linen. Because, you know, when you, when you can't speak in tongues, heal the sick, cast out demons and raise the dead, the stuff that Jesus said, you make stuff up. You make your own stuff up, like wearing linen, listening to electromagnetic frequencies. Oh, my gosh. See, that's what you do when you can't do what Jesus says to do. You make stuff up. You're you're a charlatan. It's it's fake posers. You know it's weird. Uh, 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 I have not, but I can only imagine. I have not heard about the American Stone Stone Edge Stone Edge Stone Edge. Anybody know what reference that is? Of course you do. Stone Edge. Uh, no, I've not heard about the American Stone Edge. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't care about the American Stone Edge. Hello from Eden, North Carolina. Ba, 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 ba. All right, people, like, share, tell your friends all about it. Tell your mom and dad this is this ain't your dad's religion. Um, yeah. So we lost probably about a dozen. I don't know, maybe a dozen people. Remember the Lamb Network we were on, Messianic Lamb Network? I guess some of those people were watching. Interesting. They never said anything. They didn't comment. They didn't interact. They just watched from the shadows. <laughs> but it's what Tim, Tim said. People came for me, but they stayed for the rabbi. Hope the rabbi is doing good. Blessings. And Mark, Messianic Lamb Radio, uh, blessings. Hope you guys are doing good. This one goes to 11. 11. That's where we're at. That's true. Got to go out, of, out to town. I'll catch the rest later. All right. See ya. In her little hobbit, hobbitses. Say hello to the husband, Christine. We love you guys. All right, I need some. Uh, I need for you guys to talk to me. I got nothing to say. I'm all set. I'm all set out. How many times can you tell? That's the parables were Jesus was saying the same thing over and over and over, in various multiple different ways, in hopes to catch some. It's like fly fishing. You know, there's a fish there, but he's not eating the fly that you're sending, even though he should be biting that fly. So you change flies. And then you change fly until he bites. Man, I had one on yesterday. Oh, my gosh. While I was working, showing the client something, and I hooked up on something. Oh, my gosh. Huge. And I was on the client's rod and reel, and they have a really, really, really bad reel. And the fish was just tore upstream. Fish don't go upstream when you catch them. They go downstream with the current. Not, 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 not if you're a big boy, not if you're 30 plus inches, not if you're a bruiser, not if you're a beast, not if you're a hog, you go upstream through the thick, big current. Oh my gosh. And he was just going and this reel, I'm on, you're right. The lines on the reel, the drag system sucks. It's a cheap reel. And all of a sudden I, I felt it before I saw it. I felt it. I looked down 
and the line was like caught in itself because it was like a knot. And I went, oh no, because that any at that point, any jerkiness, he's gonna he's gonna rip it out. He's gonna either break the 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 the, the line or break, you know, you're gonna lose him. And all it needed was that little hesitation because he's it's running, the right? The line's just running. Whee! Right? The line's going, and it, and all it needed was that little hesitant jerk for him to go and, and break off. This was huge. And I, all I could do was let, sit, stand there going, looking up the river, going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I had him on recreationally a week ago, Sunday, like nine days ago. Same hole, same spot. And I guarantee you it's the same fish. See, fly fishing is a great analogy when it comes to evangelism. There's a term, I wrote a song about it, and it came out on, on a record in 1998 called um, When the Fisher. And it was about an actual friend, a fisherman, a fly fisherman that drowned in the ocean fly fishing. And so I wrote a song, an homage, you know, a little memorial song called Win the Fisher. There's a term called match the hatch. The imitation fly that you're presenting to the fish, you need to match what is actually happening in the insect world based on the time of the day, based on the season and your region. It's called match the hatch. And so you'll hear us talking about, oh, man, the hatch came on, which means all these bugs just came out of the water because that's what they do. For, they're on the river bank. They're on, I'm sorry. They're on the river bottom. And then they, like, based on their life cycle, midges and all that, they'll put air bubbles around them and they'll float up. That's an emerger. So that's two depths. And then after that, they'll, they keep going if they don't die by then. And when they get to the top, they come out of, like, a cocoon type of thing. It's almost like a larva, and they wings, and then they fly, and they last maybe uh, uh, not very long because <laughs> the birds eat them. It's it's just crazy. They, these these bugs don't last, don't live very long. Well, when a hatch is on, all these bugs have come up, and now they're, whoosh, and the fish are just right. They're gorging on on the various life cycles, and so you have to match the hatch. What's going on? Are are the fish eating what's on the bottom? Are the fish eating what's on the middle? The emergers are the fish eating on top. So you have to match the hatch in the same way as a human being. I, that's why we're a chameleon church. We're chameleons. If God sends me to white collar America, to the business world, and He has, and I've done that. I've I've been there, done that. When He sends you to the white collar world, you can't have you, you got to shave. Right, you got to cover up tattoos. You got to take earrings out. Nowadays, you can kind of keep earrings, right? And you got to wear a suit and tie. You have to be able to be presentable. You have to match the hatch, see. But when he sends you to uh, uh, the rock and roll scene, you have dreadlocks. You, you know, what I'm saying, um, you can shave your eyebrows and wear makeup. If you're, if he sends you to the goth, goth or death rock or post punk culture, you, you you match the hatch, right? Um, and, and the religious are out there. So are you saying that you should do drugs to go to the druggies? Why would you assume that I'm saying that unless you're an idiot? Of course, that's not what I'm saying. Because they've said that to me before. Step aside, Karen. Step aside. So 
you match the hatch, right? Um, if he sends you to, you know, I'm writing books. I've been writing, you know, I've been writing books for the last four plus years. And uh, so I, I, I got rid of the dreads because this haircut facilitates the writing of the books that I'm writing, Theology and Doctrine and Apologetics. See what I'm saying? You match the hatch. Fly fishing is a great analogy for evangelism. Sometimes you lose some, but you get to try and catch them again. I've had two chances at the same one in the last week. Here's a good example. There's a woman that was caught in adultery, and it was my job to confront them. It was on a tour. And we had to, uh, anyway, so we did. Five years later, because, right, because we, even though, she hated us or whatever. Just be, you know, even though she had ill will towards us because you know we we busted her and her lover. Uh, five years later, she came back to me because they had a baby. You know, they had a child now, four year old child, three four year old child, and she came back to me and she goes, "I need to talk to you about what happened five years ago when you called me out on adultery and I didn't listen because I don't want my daughter to grow up to be like I was." Like, I, I don't want my daughter to grow up to be the same way. And I'm like, are you serious? You're ready to have that conversation? Yes. And we got to have that conversation. Oh, my God. Thank you, Father. And so she repented and came back to the Father, and they put themselves under submission to authority. That was a few years ago. That was maybe four or five years. So I was about three or four years ago. That's amazing. See, sometimes you get to catch that fish. You get, you get another chance to catch that fish. But if I was a religious jerk, see, I was, be, I was biblical. I wasn't a religious jerk. I wasn't a Torah Nazi or whatever you want to call it. I was a firm, this is the word of God. We love you, but, and they came back. And we were able to minister to them and rest, re reconciliation and restoration. Look, I make all things new. That's what Jesus said. That shouldn't surprise anybody. It surprises Christians because Christians don't believe in that stuff. But then pretty much everything supernatural about this thing freaks Christians out. Uh, 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 yeah. Um, I, I'm, I hear you, Natalie. See, Natalie, you say that he's a sinner, but so am I. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. You're not a sinner. See, Christianity has taught you that you're a sinner saved by grace. Okay, so then you've been saved, right? Natalie, I'm assuming you've been saved. Well, then you're no longer a sinner. I was a sinner, but I was saved by grace. But to say that you're presently a sinner, here's, here's what Christians say. I am a sinner. That's what they're declaring, saved by grace. No, that's not what the, that's not what... That's not what the Bible says about you. That's not what Father God says about you. That's not what Jesus says about you. That's not what the Holy Spirit says about you. Here's what, here's what the Word of God says about you. You were a sinner saved by grace. 
So you're no longer a sinner because you were saved by grace. You know what the Bible says you are? You are the righteousness of God in Messiah. See, that's a whole different, that's a whole different thing. Your Bible never says you are a sinner saved by grace. It only says that you were saved by grace. It doesn't say you are a sinner. It says you are the righteousness of God saved by Messiah. You're the righteousness of God in Messiah. That's the exact opposite of being a sinner. But because they have the because Lucifer is behind the church, he's inside the church and creating all these false theologies and doctrines, just like he did with Israel, just like Jesus says was going on with Israel in Mark 7, right? Because he knows. He knows how this plays out. He knows this better than, than we do. He's really good at his at this game. So I've had to we've we have to learn his game so that we can, right? Like like Tim said earlier. Take the weapon he get from the enemy and use it on him. Lucifer knows that if he can keep you confessing that you're a sinner, you will continue to sin. Right? The tongue. You are what you say you are. The confession of your mouth is it's powerful. Most people don't actually, they know what James says about it, but they don't understand it because they've never been taught this. So that's why I'm, I, I took the time to read your comment and correct the situation. If you continue to say, I am a sinner, you will continue to sin. The whole idea behind this is that you do not sin. What does it say? Was it Peter? I write to you, little children, so that you will not sin. See, New Testament teaching by the disciples, the people that wrote the New Testament, their position on sin was that you could not, you could actually stop sinning. And so they say that they wrote the appeal. I write to you, little children, so that you will not sin. Instead of focusing on that piece, Christians, being the loser-based mentality religion that it is, focuses on what comes after the comma. But if you do, you have a mediator in Christ. We focus on the mediator, Right? God's going to do my job for me. I have no responsibility in the, re in the relationship. I've been saved uh, by, it was a gift. Nothing I could, right? It's a convoluted, it's a convoluted religion because it's based on inaccuracy. It's not authentic. It's not based on the word of God. Christianity versus the Bible. Well, here's some Christianity versus the Bible for you on the Chameleon Church Show this Tuesday morning. Christianity tells you that you're a sinner saved by grace. The script, the Bible tells you, you're the righteousness of God in Messiah. How much more powerful, First John, thank you, Tim. How much more powerful are you? How much more in alignment are you with God and the Holy Spirit? And how much more dangerous are you to the enemy when you realize, when you come to the revelation that you are the righteousness of God in Messiah? Oh, if I'm the righteousness of God in Messiah, then I need to put on that armor of light. I need to put on that armor to fight. I need to, whoosh, right, wax on, wax off the arrows, the the, the wiles of the devil, remember? Whoosh, whoosh, says that in there too. Proactive, um, 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 gaining ground, um, um, winning territory for the Father, right? Kings, you're a kingly priest, right? Isn't that what it says? You're a royal priest. That means you're a kingly priest. Kings expand territory. How do you expand territory? War, most of the time. You have to go and capture it, right? We're under occupation. 
we have to go and 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 conquer territory right and 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 then we have to liberate the the captives we have to set those captives free with the gospel of the kingdom and prepare these people for his return so the kings expand that territory and as a priest you bring the you bring the kingdom of heaven down over that territory there's nothing passive about that you can't do that whining and complaining not i'm not saying that you're doing that you can't do that whining and complaining from a religious stronghold in your basement on your computer keyboard i'm looking for warriors i'm looking for people that are rushing the front lines if you're sitting around complaining that i have earrings i've got i really don't have any time for you there's a word that i shared october 1st 2019 that sums this all up Go to the YouTube Chameleon Church YouTube channel. Look for the prophetic word from October 1st, 2019. Listen to it. And for those of you that have ears to hear, okay, same thing. If you haven't figured this stuff out by now, you probably won't. You are not a sinner, Natalie. You are the righteousness of Elohim, the king of the universe, in Messiah, in Yeshua. That's who you are. See, that's a whole different thing. Walk in that, daughter of Zion. Walk in that. Whoa. What makes you so different than the sinners in your life? Jesus. You're salt, remember? The chosen. You're the salt of the earth. Don't hide your light under a bushel. You're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. That's what the difference is. And we're supposed to be, okay, you know, chick magnets. We're supposed to be sinner magnets. We're supposed to be attracting the world to us. Like moths to a flame. And then we tell them about Messiah. And we bring them into, we love them into a right relationship with Jesus. Full circle, people. Full circle. Here we go. An hour ago, that's how we started. Or about an hour ago. Full circle. That's how, that's how this is played. It's all spiritual. All right. Like, subscribe, share, leave a comment, go to planetbluemedia.com, buy some resources. Where's the other one? Oh, I don't know where my Facebook is. I have another one. Oh, there it is. Buy some resources, change your life, baby needs diapers. Like that one? That's an old one. Um, yeah planetbluemedia.com I do, do I have a do I have a Oh, there you go. All books available from planetbluemedia.com. Bum bum bum. Pretty 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 cool. You know what's pretty cool? Thank you for whoever's spraying. Plus it's a lot cooler too, temperature-wise. My camera's not freezing up. Awesome. What books specifically do I need for Monday nights? Okay, for Monday nights, you want to get the Exodus to Ingathering field manual. You want to get the uh, you want to pre-order the new one. We're going. I'm gonna let me let me get the let me get the link. You want to pre-order the new one that we have not been able to finish yet. So it's crazy around here. I it's it's uh, please don't get me started. I can trigger myself. I don't need your help. Anyway, so here's the link for the, here's the pre-order link. Pre-order this, even though it's not in print, what we're doing is 
We are making a PDF available to those that pre-order it uh, under, um, what's it called? Under th under threat of, uh, uh, of torture. Don't share the PDF, please. Please, that's just money out of our children's mouths. Don't share the PDF. It's for you only. Uh, so here's the link. You can pre-order the book right there. And then we'll send you the PDF uh, so that you can follow along because we haven't finished writing it, which means we haven't printed it. Here's the first one. And then don't forget, we also have our nifty calendar, which is an amazing resource. Go check it out. There's the link. Thank you for asking too. Blessings on you, Natalie. All right. Baby needs fishing poles. <laughs> I don't need any more fishing poles. That's the last thing I buy. I buy everything else. I buy all the, yeah, no. Um, it's just God has uh, been blessing me. God has allowed me to work uh, these last couple months in that field, and it's a and it's a, it's a great blessing. It's totally people business. I'm in the people business, and uh, it's good because it, it allows – the money that comes in from the ministry to go to the ministry. It's like Paul building, you know, remember he was making tents, same thing. Uh, so I'm absolutely blessed, incredibly grateful that, um, that that's going on. Now it does get in the way of writing and it does get in the way of the two minute warning, which I'm sorry to say, but, but you know what? It's, well, it's, it's going to be okay. It's all going to be all right. Every little thing. It's going to be all right. Now. Worry about a thing, y'all. <sighs> Sorry. Um, hey, look at we've got nine more minutes. Somehow we did it again, and God came through, the Holy Spirit came down, and words in due season came out of this mouth. And I'm absolutely more incredibly grateful for that than anything else. The fact that so I've been in public ministry for a long time and the fact that God would still use this ragamuffin, the fact that God would still allow me to be used, man, it's, uh, it's humbling, absolutely humbling, absolutely humbling. I get to, so this weekend is our uh, Exodus to Gathering men's retreat. We've got about a dozen plus people coming out. And I get to share my heart, share my life, with these guys, uh, my personal life, you know, we, you know, we, uh, we wear our hearts on our sleeve. That's what attracted a lot of people to our music ministry is that we weren't doing the whole rock star thing. You know, we were a band of the people for the people. That's what we did. Our music was for the people of the people. It's just, you know, that type of thing. So it's, um, I get to share in person because this is, this is still new to me. This whole, even though I've been doing it for a while, it's, it's still new to me. I'm, I'm used to being out there with the, with, with the people, with the people. Um, yeah, it's uh, grateful. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm great, grateful. We're in a new month, right? Rosh Kodesh was over the weekend, a brand new month, the fifth month of the biblical year. What else? Um, and we, uh, the season of the basilisk. I can talk about that because we talked about it here. Ends this weekend. So... Hopefully you've had a a good a good last couple two and a half weeks, but the season of the basculus is coming to an end, and um, yeah, 
Real stuff, real stuff. I'm looking at the Feast Unlocked book. I have a, in this book, I have an outline. I have an actual chart of the biblical months. Their, biblical, their Hebrew name and then the Babylonian name. The fact that they have a Babylonian name is really kind of silly. So biblically, it's the fifth month, Babylonian name Av. We're in the month of of Av based on the Babylonian, Babylonian. But the biblical name is the fifth. It doesn't have an actual name. And they created they, they left babylon with month with the month names and i i explain it all in here um yeah well i don't, I don't explain it all but i explain i touch on it on this you know yeah god is good yes yes marie thank you uh you're welcome and thank you very much for allowing me to teach you and uh thank i'm just thankful that God has put, you know, there's, there's a, it's almost like there's a, there's a, there's a storage container in here, right? He has stored all this information in here, in my heart, in here, that we've walked out, that we, we do. I mean, we would never ask you to do something we haven't already done or are, are still doing or whatever it might be. Um, there's like a story. He's, he has stored all this information, all this biblical connection, all the, the timelines, the connecting the, the dots, all that stuff. And I, and he's given me a platform to, whoosh, to expound, uh, to release it. And he's brought people into our lives, into our ministry like you, and um, that resonate with it, that connect with it, that see it. Not everybody does. You know, uh, our numbers are pretty low. I think it's interesting. I mean, we've been on, you know, like like Rude Awakening. That's, 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 that's thousands of people. Uh, not everyone has connected with us through that for exa- as an example. Uh, we love the Rude Awakening people. It's not their fault. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. Um, and the fact that they uh, they have partnered with us to the extent that they have us on their show that they they give us a, a a month a year to do a Shabbat night live that's 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 amazing you know uh, we have a lion and lamb Monty Judah's ministry carries our books they buy books every every two months they place an order um, so yeah we have partners out there it's amazing it's amazing what God has done and um, and what He's still doing oh you're welcome Tim we have a Patreon group. Um, these people actually fund and support a lot of what's going on. They help pay for software. They help pay for uh, lights and printing. I mean, you name it, because I'm not independently wealthy. I'm just not. So anyway, we have a Patreon group. Here's the link. And you can um, join at, I think, three or four different tiers. And we just sent out a gift uh, a thank you very much. It's it's a it's a thank you very much gift in the mail to all our patrons that support our ministry at the seven dollar and up level. Well, no, I think didn't matter what level you're at, you got this gift. Um, the seven and up seven dollar and up group has access to our private Exodus to in gathering uh, Exodus. Uh, what's it called? Exodus Expedition Group. It's a private group. It's true. My wealth is my dependence on him. I am a thousand. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Jason. Absolutely. And um, that's, that's so true. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me of that. It's, and it's been like that for a very long time. So thank you. Um, and then as you get up, like we have a $25 and a $50 tier and stuff like that. Um, 
you we you have access like for example those people that have the 25 and 50 or whatever we we do we facetime uh i facetime with them for an hour or whatever you know a month or whatever you know we you have you have pub you have personal access uh with 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 me to you know things that might be going on with your life uh question and answers uh in you know break down you know whatever it's it's more personal it's i can't see you know anyway there's the link and thank you for those and uh you're welcome uh, it was a pleasure to be able to do that and um yeah so so um i'm gonna wrap this up I'm gonna pray for you i'm gonna pray for y'all that's the only texas texan i know uh after 18 years there the only texan i know is y'all or do what do what it's weird i didn't tell you to do what i didn't say i didn't tell you to do anything uh i asked you if you were hungry do what yeah it's uh, texan hey texas was very very good for me i loved living in dallas uh it took me a long time to get to that point but i did and uh it was very good for us as a family as a as a marriage as a ministry as a i mean everything everything man it was so rad anyway father god i ask that you would i'm gonna pray that by whatever means necessary you, Holy Spirit, make yourself so real to everyone watching live and to everyone that will watch this later. Holy Spirit, by whatever means necessary, make yourself so real and known to these people's lives and that they would willingly, what was that? That they would willingly, oh, I got to find it again that they would willingly, through your power, Holy Spirit, align themselves and position themselves to be a willing agent of the Father's will. In Jesus' name, I pray that over you. You're listening to Chameleon Church, biblical antidotes for the modern man. With your host, Ellen Aguirre. The views and opinions expressed during our broadcasts are solely those of the broadcast producers, hosts, and or guests, etc., and are not necessarily the views or opinions of the Travelog Network, its sponsors, or affiliates.